Louie. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to After the Ending. I am Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And it's been a while since we've said that, huh, Phil? Yeah, we took. We decided to take a little break, which, you know... Turned into a lot of the band. Band. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, world events got in the way. Yeah, we, we were on hiatus for a couple months uh, because of some things. And then, lo and behold, a pandemic broke out and threw the world into chaos. And guess what? Uh, that got uh, tricky for us. So we uh, ended up taking a slightly longer break than planned. But good news. Now we are back and we're back in a new format. Uh, we decided to give this whole video thing a try. It seems like the, the YouTube is, is here to stick around. Right, Phil? Yeah, yeah. It's not just a passing fad. Right. People seem to like it. So people can now have the, the our glorious faces. Yeah, yes. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But um, so we're trying this out. It's a new thing for us. I want to be very fr- upfront about that. This is new for us. We're using StreamYard. It's really cool technology. We get to be on camera together. We're also going to transport, tra- uh, transpose uh, this into an audio format. So those of you who like listening to a podcast will still be able to do that. But we thought, let's try this video thing. It's also being broadcast live so people can post comments. Uh, we can share them on the screen. We can talk about them. We can react to them, stuff like that. So we're hoping that might give us a little added fun uh, component to this as well. Um, but I will say with that in mind, please bear with us as this is new. Uh, and so if there are any awkward moments or glitches or technology things or anything like that, uh, cut us a little slack because uh, we haven't done the video thing before. We got pretty darn good at doing the audio thing for a couple yeah, of years. True. <laughs> we thought we'd make it nice and easy on ourselves for the return. Yeah, we just, yeah, right, right. Right. on video, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, right. nothing, what could go wrong with live video? I mean, probably nothing, right? Well, it's early, yeah. Yeah. But yeah so, so, uh, the pandemic as well means I've still got my pandemic hair yeah. and beard cut, so yeah, yeah. it's not going to cut, it's just there, so. You, you do look like a proper, like, film guru though like you definitely look like the guy like if i if i i see you and i think if i want to know about obscure movies that's the kind of guy i'm gonna ask that's very true because there's not many people in you know the film business or film critics and things like that who do have beards glasses and look like me so <laughs> right exactly yeah um, so no, uh, i know you'd be hard pushed to pick me out right so I do want to talk a little bit, before we get into our after the ending, I do want to talk a little bit about our new format, too, it, not just the video, but how we're doing kind of an A plot or and a B plot, you know, or a main plot and a subplot episode. We're kind of breaking each full, like, hour-long episode into two half hours. So we're going to do the first half hour and then come right back for the second half hour, um, but it's going to, we're going to break them up because, you know, obviously people are going to watch, some people are going to watch live, a lot of people are going to watch you know, afterwards on YouTube or on our Facebook channels and things like that. So we wanted to make these a little bit more digest sized um, uh, episodes. And so we thought we kind of cater to two audiences a little bit, right? So uh, our our A episodes, our A plots, if you will, are going to be our after the ending. Uh, And then we're going to talk about uh, some kind of current 
you know, movie topic or movie related thing, or maybe a couple of movie related things. we got a big one today we're going to talk about. I'll get to that in a minute. And then our B plot episode is going to be our top five lists. We're going to do one of those every episode now, because those were very, very popular from our, our mini episodes before. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do an ATE recommends where Phil and I will share things we're into right now. Could be movies, could be books, comics, music, TV shows, you name it. Yeah, probably uh, the stuff that we like. Yeah, stuff that we like, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Phil, do you want to tell people what's on, on deck for today's A episode and B or A plot and B plot episodes? Yeah, the A plots, we're going to be going after the ending of just one film. That's what we're going to be doing going forward. It's going to be this one is going to be Star Wars uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, maybe yeah. a bit divisive for certain <laughs> people, but there we go. And we'll also be talking about the recent uh, Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League yep. movie, which yep. uh, hits, uh, was it last week? Yeah, that was uh, all four hours of it. That's out all there. Yeah. And then for the B plots, we're going to be talking about our top five things that we binged during the pandemic lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. Then we'll have our recommendations where it's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So uh, if you're watching live, please feel free to stick around for the whole thing. We're gonna, we'll take a very quick break between the A plot and the B plot episodes just so we can kind of cut and then come back in. Uh, but meanwhile, Phil, why don't we go ahead and get started? Well, David, before that, just for anybody who's new to uh, the channel, well, yeah. to this thing, uh, you may realize uh, Mike and myself have different accents. So just to point out to anybody new here, Mike is on one side of the Atlantic and I'm on the other. And thanks to the wonders of the internet, uh, we are able to do this, even though it's quite late here and it's mid-afternoon for Mike. But uh, just right. so to let you know, just in case you're wondering where we are in the world. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm near Liverpool and Mike is upstate New York. New York, yep. yep. So New York, but not New York City. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to clarify that. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> All right, so we, we changed up the format of our After the Endings a little bit, too. Also, I think we, we've streamlined them a little bit. We're just going to kind of each share our ending. They're a little bit shorter, a little more concise now. And then we'll kind of talk about them and see what we and see what we think and if we can have a little fun with them. But, uh, yeah, so Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, nope, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do we need to tell people anything about it, Phil? Uh, well, if you've seen the film, you've seen it. If you <laughs> haven't seen it, to try and describe it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you it's Star Wars. Kind of Star Warsy. Maybe, yeah. Depends what you think of it. But anyway, yeah, we're doing. Uh, we're going to see what happens at the end of that film. Basically, at the end of the Disney sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yes. There you go. All right. Do you want to kick it off? Or you want me to kick it off? Uh, well, I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Okay. So here we go. After the ending of Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. So, with the First Order destroyed. The galaxy enters into a new era of peace and prosperity. Now, I do have to make an aside. We're going to go a little looser with our format, so don't mind us if we take asides. But you know, Phil, I'm a sucker for a happy ending, right? So I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of had to come back after our big, long hiatus with, like, the happiest of happy endings, right? Like, you have to know this is not going to be one of my, like, dark, twisted endings. It's a okay, okay, classic, yeah. like, happy ending. So the galaxy enters into a new era of peace and prosperity. Ray, having learned from Luke's mistakes of thinking she can train other Jedi, is content just to be a Jedi Knight. She travels throughout the galaxy, acting as a peacekeeper for the New Republic when conflict rises up. As she travels in the Millennium Falcon with Chewbacca as her co-pilot and R2-D2 and C-3PO as her trusted aides, she makes time to occasionally visit with Finn and Poe Dameron. Poe has tempered his recklessness and become a general, while Finn has gone on to become a senator in the New Republic, becoming a powerful force for good in the universe. 
In time, other Jedi begin to emerge from hiding. Some are wise and old, having been hidden since Palpatine enacted Order 66, while others are new, younger generation of Jedi, Force-sensitives who have been trained in secret by the surviving hidden Jedi. In just a decade or two, the Jedi Order has been rebuilt. It's a fraction of the size that it was in the time of the High Republic, but it's growing. Many years later, Rey leaves the peacekeeping work to the younger Jedi and returns to Coruscant to head up the Jedi Council. Once a week, she and Finn and Poe meet for lunch and share stories of their lives' work, establishing a new peace in the galaxy. And that's my ending. Very good. A happy ending. All is well and good. And yeah. Stars, no worries. Not yet. Not not this time. I figured, yeah. you know, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> okay. No, well, actually, mine is, mine's, uh, mine's, this, mine's, I suppose, is a happy ending. It's a bit different, but yeah. Okay, mine, we fade back in, and it's uh, it's Ray's voice going, so what did you think of that, then? And Grogu, uh, <laughs> he, he's just looking there. He's, he's sipping on his uh, soup or whatever it is, a stew or eating a frog. He looks and he considers it, and he looks around the Jedi Academy where they all sat in there. And he, he does, because he's now talking, because it's it's a good few years after Mandalorian, but he goes, he goes for first draft, it wasn't too bad. Uh, started strong, lost it quite a bit in the middle, and I could see you trying to correct it, you know, in the last third. But, you know, definitely potential. Uh, but I don't know why you used all the names of your, your students. You know, Finn and Poe, they're just over there. And, you know, Ben Solo, we've got a class with him later on. I'm done, I think he might have a bit of a crush on him. So maybe change that round. It's all the whole, all a bit weird. But anyway, the chime went uh, for training. And they rushed to uh, the training, training call. They were joined by Finn, Poe. Another Jedi, uh, uh, whose names I forget, but lots of different aliens. Because as we all know, we've all known all the people who like Star Wars. Right. People can have Jedi powers no matter where where they come from, what race, whatever age, what family line. Anybody can be a Jedi. Uh, well, as long as they have a high midichlorian, I believe, but that oh, keeps getting pushed out. We love the midichlorian. <laughs> a whole other kettle of fish. But anyway, they get there where they see uh, Luke and his wife, Mara Jade, but now Mara Skywalker, discussing mm -hmm. the next class. Uh, and Ben, Ben Solo is over in one corner as well, excited. As he knows, Han and Leia and Chewbacca are due later in the, the Millennium Falcon. And training begins, and the new order of the Jedi Knights begins once again. And then we fade into whatever adventures they have next. <laughs> I like it. So good. So in your, in your ending, Han Solo is still alive, which makes me very happy. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. It could have gone way more into detail, but that's what it is. It was all a story that Ray decided to tell. And, I like it. Uh, I like yeah, it. It's got a meta, uh, a meta feel to it. And I like bringing Baby Yoda in too, which is always uh, always. Yeah. Well, he's in, he was in his 50s in Mandalorian. So right. he's got to be about 70 odd, I reckon. Well, <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. He, uh, he obviously has a much better grasp of the English language than Yoda oh. does, though. He's just he just talks normally. That's it. Yeah, none of that. <clears throat> there we go. Right, we have a viewer comment from Jason. He says, uh, "If you've seen the film, you've seen it." Those are some words. <laughs> He's a wise man for quoting me, and I'll uh, I appreciate that, Jason. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, hey, listen. You know we don't mess around here. We are about economy on after the ending, right? So yeah. if you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah. What else do you need to know? And if, uh, if you liked it, that's great. If you didn't like it, that's great. If you were, Meh, you're probably in the majority. But there there you go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, you know, let's let's talk quickly because uh, we never did get to talk about it. But when we went on hiatus, I don't think, yeah. uh, you know, what 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 did, maybe we did. I don't know. But we'll keep it. We'll keep it short. What did you think of uh, Rise of Skywalker? Uh, messy. 
try to introduce too many things, try to, well, I think both of them, I think the Last Jedi tried to change things from Force Awakens, and then I think Rise of Skywalker tried, tried to change things from The Last Jedi, and then finish off some of the things that were raised in Force Awakens. I just thought it was messy. Mm -hmm. Messed up some of the things again, like the whole skipping light speed stuff. And right. It's, it's All of them had the potential. There were all the germs there for something really good, something good. But if they'd all just sat around and gone, here's the beginning of the trilogy, and here's where we want to get the end of the trilogy, and we're going to plan out what happens in between. Yeah, yeah. I don't just all the videos of people like us talking about these things on yeah. YouTube and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it would have been better if they could have just locked up J.J. Abrams from the beginning. I think J.J. I, I love Force Awakens, and then um, you know Ryan Johnson came in with Last Jedi and messed things up really badly, and then J.J. Uh, Abrams had to try and fix it, but it was just too messy by that point. So. Um, yeah, I did like the very end. I really liked the whole Ray kind of taking on the Skywalker name and having the lightsaber and, and you know, being on yeah, Tatooine yeah. and all that. The very last scene I liked, which is why I decided to focus my ending on her. But yeah, overall, you know, uh, not, yeah. not my favorite. I also wish they hadn't introduced the, the whole thing where, you know, when the, the, the opening scroll, it's talking about Palpatine. The voice of Palpatine has been heard. Right. Um, the way they did that was they had that voice showing in Fortnite, that popular game that all the kids are playing. I was right. thinking well, it's going to be part of this film. Maybe have something people around the galaxy hearing that voice. Don't right, just, right, yeah. You know, show don't tell. Right, I agree. I agree. All right, we have another comment from a listener who is somebody I know is just poking fun at me, but I'm going to share it anyway. It's from Ryan who says, "Mike, Mike, your beard is coming in nicely." Um, I, obviously, yeah. Phil has the beard here. I am not a bearded uh, type. I'm not I'm not good at growing a beard, and I don't I don't like having a beard. So I'm going to keep it clean shaven. So thank you. It's smooth. All right, so there you go. So that's after the ending of uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, hold on, wait. If anybody else though has any ideas of how they felt the uh, the film would carry on afterwards, yeah, feel, uh, feel free, free to share it in the comments now or wherever this is posted. Yeah, uh, just love to hear. Who you'd like to see the adventures follow on out of all the people who are in there, or where would it go? in the next trilogy, if, if, if there is ever another Star Wars film trilogy. I don't think this is the last we've seen of Star Wars in the movie theaters. Uh, yeah. 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 We will see. A little too popular for Disney to just be like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hope it's not a lot. I just hope it's, uh, I hope it's a good one. Yeah, I hope, so. I hope so, too. Well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to put out their 15 TV shows that they have on the schedule <laughs> and see which one of those is the most popular and then just make a movie out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. there was some casting news today about the new Kenobi show I, as well. I saw that. Which is looking good. Yeah, very cool. Very exciting. All right, so let's get into our next topic, shall we, then? This is the uh, the second half, if you will, of our A-plot episode, which is we're going to pick a, a current movie topic or something people are talking about, and we're going to talk about it, because that's what you do on YouTube talk shows, right? Uh, and today we are talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, all four hours of it. Yes, four, in some ways, four long hours, but also some very quick quick hours as well. I thought the first half was uh, just flew by, and the second half just went, Slow down a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, but we're I, going to talk more about this anyway. What's that? We're going to talk more about it now anyway. Yes. So. Yes. So, uh, so spoilers, although not really, I guess, for the Justice League Snyder Cut. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to talk about it. Um, but I mean, it's kind of the same movie as the original. So, if you saw Justice League, yeah, it's the same plot, major beats, yeah, the same right? main beats as well in there. So. Yeah. Um. So, what'd you think, Phil? I, I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Uh, I, the, I, 
the Joss Whedon cut of it, I I thought was messy and just didn't look right and and just went mm, didn't enjoy it. But the this one, it still it still doesn't feel like the actual heroes I know from the comic books. But right. it was uh, it the, the story was told a lot better. Uh, there was the action scenes were spaced out. The 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 big chase scene at the start and Themyscira where the Amazonians are trying to get the mother box away from Steppenwolf. I really enjoyed that. I think it was a it seemed to be about ten minutes longer. I think from the original one, but that right. just worked well. But all, all the all the action scenes were a lot better, and the it was very desaturated all the way through. But that seemed to fit with the whole general Zack Snyderish tone of the film. <laughs> right. What about you? What were your main? You know, so, well, here's the, here's the here's the thing I've noticed. It seems like um, I like the original film just fine. I, I don't think it was great, but I enjoyed it and and I was good with it. Here's what I've noticed. I think most people that I know who did not like the film originally seem to think this cut is way 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 better. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone who I know who was like this this version is great didn't like the original version. Everybody I know who liked the original version mostly seems to feel like this version is just longer um and i don't mean that in a bad way i liked this version i guess it's i liked it as much as i liked the first one like there's definitely some some parts that are a little bit better a little more fleshed out but to me it just didn't feel like that different of a film and i, I know that people get on me for that because they're like oh my gosh it's completely different i'm like i guess i i felt like i remembered most of it except for a few key sequences mm -hmm. um you know i did feel like it's like you know 30% more grimacing, you know, Justice League. Now with 30% more grimacing because it's a Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. Um, in fun drinking game, take a shot every time any of the heroes goes like this to get ready to fight a bad guy. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that because you'll die. Yeah. Because it happens about 472,000 times in the film. Nothing like telegraphing your actions to the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, like literally every time anybody even like coughs in the wrong direction, they're like, it's <laughs> hero pose, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny is I, I liked it overall, um, but I had a ton of nitpicks with it, a ton of. Oh just yeah. Yeah. I, I do as well. I mean, it's still, still messy, but I think that, I think the main difference between the two cuts is uh, a, a load more cyborg. You get to see more about his origin and his relationship with his dad yeah, and uh, just his, his abilities and powers as well. He was, he was, uh, I, I did like seeing more of him. I thought he did it really well. Uh, and it was, it was good seeing exactly what he could do in a, he, I, I felt he was more like him and the Flash were, were kind of like the heart of the uh, of the team. Mm -hmm. The more the more human side of the team, because Zack Snyder, I mean, he loves the superheroes, but he always seems focused on making them these godlike creatures. Right. Whereas the reason why we like the superheroes is, despite their powers, they do have a human side. We like the human side, whereas we don't. I always feel the Zack Snyder heroes. We don't quite get the human side of it. It's always like, oh, there's the human side. Now let's get to this ah, big, get them standing there grimacing or, you know, posing on top of a building. Yeah, yeah. Um, Making sure they're just right there where the sun is either in front of them or behind right, them. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I, um, yeah, I, like, I, I yeah. I mean, yes, I, I enjoyed the, the the extra Flash stuff. The extra Cyborg stuff was fine. I really hate the way Cyborg looks. I really do. I don't understand. I hate the way a lot of the characters look, I'll be honest with you. I don't yeah. understand DC's fascination with gluing little bits on everyone. They were like, okay, if we take Cyborg, and instead of just making him look like a robot, we glue thousands of little triangles and squares all over him to make him look like he's made of polygons, 
then he'll look cooler somehow. And all yeah. I think is it doesn't make any logistical sense whatsoever. I wish, and I'm not one of those people who's like, it needs to be more like the comics, you know, overall for most movies, right? I don't care when they change stuff for the movies, but like in just the pure design sense, I wish they had gone with a little bit more of the comic book design where he's still got some human parts. He's yeah. got an arm and a human leg, and then he's just got like metallic stuff. Like in the movie, it's literally like this much of him is human and everything else is cyborg, you know? Yeah. And well, busy the design. Yeah, it just looks terrible. I hate it. I don't. Batman's costume looks ridiculous. It makes Ben Affleck look he's like seven foot wide, not in a good way. <laughs> uh, Dark Side, like he's all wrinkly, and then his his armor also has like thousands of little pieces on it. And then Steppenwolf, who they were like, hey, let's make him like a hyperactive porcupine with thousands of little spikes all over him. Like what? I don't understand why DC has to like just. It was a hell of, It looked like an uncomfortable onesie, right? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense and you look at and I, i'm not you know, i hate to always compare them to marvel um but you look at like how iron man looks you know the iron man costumes like they're you know they have some pieces but they're pretty smooth and sleek you know like real armor would be and then you get something like cyborg and he's just like this mass of odd shapes and you're just like yeah, why, yeah. why do you do that it just yeah. bothers me yeah no but it's i know i know exactly what you mean it, it, it's over designed in many places and i think because don't get me wrong i do like some some Zack snyder movies but he just I, th I think I think sometimes you could do with people going, no, let's uh, tone that down a bit. But then you get into the whole thing with the studio interference. And right. Stuff like that. But I like the way what's interesting with the team, the Justice League in particular, is it's all either orphans or they're, you know, want, uh, distance from their parents and things like that. So it's it's good seeing how this group of, of damaged people that way, the way they, well, not that you're damaged if it's like that, but, you know, they've got these, they haven't got the emotional support that's uh some other people would have, um, right. and, and, but they still go out there, make sure they do the right thing. And it was, it's, it's interesting how the, how he sort of focuses on that and, and taking into account what uh, Zack Snyder went through on a personal level as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I get the feeling despite it being all big superheroes and things like that, it's still also quite a personal film form. I think there's lots of personal elements within that, even though that might be overshadowed by, the costumes and the big big action scenes as well. I think somewhere in there is I think I think uh, Zack Snyder may use some of his films of like uh, a catharsis kind of thing. Sure. I'm, personally, I'm glad he did get a chance to complete it and get out there. Well, yeah, I, I agree, and I'll say this at least when if you're going to go to all the trouble to do this and to market it and make a big hubbub about it like DC and, and, and HBO Max did at least it was worth watching in terms of it being a different film you know you see yeah. these director's cut coming out on home video and it's like ooh director's cut with never before seen footage and it's like 47 seconds of extra footage and you're like come yeah. on really i didn't i couldn't even tell what was different you know uh you know there's an hour and a half of different movie here i mean it's almost you know, there is a lot of other, for as much as I say it's not different, at least you do watch it and you get a sense of like, okay, th this is worth my watching just to see what's different. Love it or hate it. Yeah, at least yeah. There's different stuff to it. It's not a complete waste of my time. Um, you know, uh, I do think, I don't know that any movie needs to be four hours long, personally. <laughs> well, well I, the way it was cut up with the chapters, they were, they were roughly around about the half hour mark each time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess it would work better as a HBO Max miniseries, like it was rumored to be at one point. Right, right. I do want to know, like, what was up with the songs in like the first hour of the film, though, because they were some of the worst songs I've ever heard in a movie in my entire life. Well, I, mean, I think every film should have uh, an Icelandic woman singing with no see, subtitles. I uh, thought you know, that was and after a hero and smelling their jumper. Right. I, 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 thought that was, 
I thought that was Zack Snyder being like, okay, we want to make this epic. How can I make it more like The Hobbit? I know, more singing, and we'll make it four hours long. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but then some of those other songs were just like, there was the one that was like, our gods will outlive us or whatever. It was horrible. Like, what? <laughs> I, they were like it's it's not often that a movie uh, the, like a song in a movie is so bad it's distracting but yeah. some of these songs in the first half of the film were like like legit distracting they were i was like what is happening right now why are they playing these god awful songs i don't get it it was very strange that's true but yeah i did i i give it uh, I, I said it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it as you say it's nice having a director's cut where there's something substantial it's like when you see the abyss Yes, theatrical cut, and then you see the uh, the director's cut. You go, you got a big chunk of other stuff which was hinted at, but you never ever saw. Yeah, uh, and it's just that's what you want, as you say. You've one or two minutes added here and there throughout. You go, oh, okay, I think that's different. But yeah, having something where you could sink your teeth in, whether it's good or bad, sometimes it's nice doing that. And if you're going to do a director's cut, but like this, you might as well go all in. I mean, you've yeah. got to take it out. If you're watching it, you can just switch it off where it says epilogue. You can just then not watch any of that because it does have a good ending. You're right, but you I like the You get the hero shot and then... Uh... Oh, the, the epilogue. Yeah, what did you think of the epilogue? I thought it was really cool, actually. I thought it was the best part of the new stuff. I mean, I, I like the idea of this. You know, I like that it's, like, it's a possible future, right? It doesn't mean we're going to yeah. see this. Um, but I did like the fact that there was like this handful of heroes. You know, I love the dialogue between Batman and the Joker. I don't really like Jared Leto's Joker. I didn't like the way he laughed much, but I, I did... What's that? He looked better in this version. For sure, for sure. I like the look of him a lot better. Um, but I thought that was a neat little scene, and I like the idea of Superman being the you know the big bad because of Lois. You know whatever happened to her? Obviously she died or something. Um, so I thought that was actually really cool. Uh, I you know I, whether it would have set it up for a sequel or it was just a, a possible thing, I don't know. Uh, but it was. I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I watched that part and I was kind of like, I you know I had been sort of sitting there watching it late at night, and then I kind of sat up a little. I was like, oh, well, this is interesting, you know. Uh, mm. so I thought it was cool. What about you? No, I liked it as well. I did because I liked it in the uh, Batman versus Superman, the dream, well, the dream flash forward or whatever you call it that Batman had there, you know, when yeah. uh, with Superman was evil, Superman was in as well. And I did like the team that Batman had at the end of Justice League. In fact, that's we'd seen Lex Luthor hiring Deathstroke to kill Batman, and yeah. then the flash forward, and Deathstroke is now working with Batman against yeah. Superman and the uh, and and dark sides uh, a lot. Right, right. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I also really liked um, the addition of the Martian Manhunter because he's one of my favorite oh, yeah. characters. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he was Martha Kent because I feel like it took away from the impact of the scene between Martha and Lois. Yeah, I was going to say that because it's a good um, scene. That and then yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it at the end. I did like it at the end that, you know, just that we got to see him. I thought his character design actually looked pretty good. Uh, I thought it was cool to kind of introduce him that way and then see if we get, would get more of him if we ever got a sequel. So, uh, but he's just I, a character that I love. So I was happy to see him, you know, showing up in the, in the film in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a, he was a mainstay of the justice league in the comics and the, and the cartoons. Yep. Since, yeah. since very early on, wasn't he? So yeah. But, yeah. but uh, on the whole, then what did you, I mean, I'd give it. I'd say it was like three and a half stars out of five, but I probably yeah. would have given the original cut like a three out of five. I, I I did like some of Joss Whedon's humor, which I think got a little bit lost. You know, again, thirty percent more grimacing, um, but <laughs> you know, um, overall, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, like I said, I watched it over a couple nights because I don't I don't have four hours in one shot to sit down and watch a movie usually. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not something I think I'm going to go back and watch again anytime soon. But but I thought it was fun. 
yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I don't as I, like you. I'm not going to be watching it again uh, within the next year or so. But I yeah. might dip into it now and again. I might do it's actually. I might do a at some point. I might do Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and Justice League when I've got a clear yeah, yeah, hours to kill. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. But it's yeah. If you haven't seen it though, it's definitely worth giving it a watch. Yeah, for sure. I do hope at some point in the future, though, we might someday get a Batman movie again where Batman doesn't sound like a lion who's roaring while gargling broken glass. That would be nice because every Batman since Christian Bale has been like, you know, it's Ben Affleck talking like Ben Affleck. And then he puts the suit on and he's like, no, I'm going to fight because I'm Batman. And you're like, why does he sound like that? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I really. Well, it even sounded like he had. It wasn't just him doing a gravelly voice. It sounded oh, right. like some kind of distortion on it as well. Yeah, but it, but it's like if you're going to do something distorted, like make it sound distorted without making him just sound like he is literally gargling glass because it just sounds ridiculous. It's in every Batman movie now, and it drives me nuts because it's just it just sounds dumb. And I can't take him seriously. <laughs> That's just me. So maybe it's a good point. It's a good point. Hopefully for the Robert Pattinson film, because it's still early in his career, he will not have developed that yet. So yeah, yeah, he'll sound like a normal human, maybe. And, and while, while I don't think we we probably won't see any more of Zack Snyder's uh, singular vision with regards to those heroes, but I hope at some point, because DC and Warner Brothers seem to be leaning into the whole uh, multiverse, Elseworlds kind of thing. It'd be nice to see some of those actors portray those heroes again, maybe in crossovers with other, other things. Yeah. So with the uh, We'll have to, yeah, because I mean, they keep talking about this Flash movie they're going to make with Ezra Miller, but right, things seem to be moving forward. But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I won't be sad to see Zack Snyder's vision gone from the DC universe. I don't really think he gets the characters, um, and I don't really think his like. I like this movie fine, and I've liked some of the, a couple of the other DC movies, but overall, the entire DC universe, uh, the vision for it, the look of it, the feel of it. I just don't dig it for the most part. Um, so my hope is that they'll, they'll sort of wash their hands of it at this point, kind of maybe start over and, and have a little more fun with the movies and just make them feel feel more like good, you know, comic book movies that are fun and enjoyable and not dark and gritty and, you know, all sort of stuff they just keep leaning into. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. All right, there we go. So there you go. So that is our take on the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. And uh, as, as Phil will, will say, like, you know, uh, if you've got thoughts, please, you know, add your comments either in the live broadcast or on, you know, whatever platform you're watching this on later. Um, and we'd love to hear what you guys thought about it. Although I think for the most part, it seems like people seem to, to really like it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So this is going to wrap up our, our A-plot episode. We're going to take a very quick break. Um, and so we can split these up into two shorter episodes. When we come back in just a minute or two, uh, we're going to do our top five and our ATE recommends. So if you're watching live, please stick around. Uh, and if you're not, then look for the next episode wherever you found this episode. So, uh, okay. So there you go. So thank you for watching. Once again, I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you very soon. Take it easy. <laughs>